Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, October 30th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 747 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we sit to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, as always, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our Wrestling News and Views here segment brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman J.D. Jared D. Geralmo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. Also, he is, <clears throat> of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. On the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, we do have the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. And also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, of course, which you can also, like I said, as always, you can always hear every Monday afternoon, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, coming into the show, we did have, of course, uh, we did have, of course, the heartbreak kid Fonzie here with us here. He must have, unless something uh, has happened on uh, something possibly with his phone or he had to take a phone call or something like that. He's had to step away, but he will be back with us. But I will go ahead and let you give you his, go ahead and just give you just a brief, uh, brief introduction. Of course, everybody knows a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. Also known, like I said, known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And also he is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. Before we get underway here with, of course, itinerary for 747 and Revolution tonight, let's welcome at least J.D. and John to what should be a, um, let me see. Um, Booktacular. Uh, extre- extremely explosive and more than dy- dynamic, more like dynamite edition of Revolution episode 747. It is the day before Halloween. It is also 
pre-Halloween's Eve. It is a super kick party. It is a crown jewel party. And yes, it is an NXT party. You know where you're at now. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, and of course, as the song Dead Man's Party from Boingo Boingo goes, leave your body and soul at the door. Okay. <laughs> I would do every night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes once again from our group dedicated to NXT, NXT US, the future generation. Uh, of course, if you care to listen in on on Revolution, watch and listen in on Revolution episode 747 tonight from NXT US, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NXT US wrestling future. As we said, been pointed out last Friday on Revolution, we had a little bit of a difficulty in the in the live video feed here from NXT US. So we're giving it another shot here tonight. And hopefully, we'll have a much longer a much longer uh, video than we did with uh, than we did with <clears throat> did last week. So hopefully, we'll stick around here with us here tonight. And also, <clears throat> and also, of course, if you want to check out, of course, as always, through TalkShoe.com. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have a chock full of stuff to talk to you about here tonight. In addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays here, of course, John, J.D. and John will be bringing those here momentarily. We will, of course, also... Uh, dwell into, of course, what results we have thus far. Uh, JD will be bringing us, of course, results from AEW. While hopefully we get the heartbreak kid Fonzie back in here to give us our thoughts about what what has what has taken place thus far on uh, NXT. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with WWE's event of Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel taking place tomorrow afternoon, we of course also oh. were doing oh. a title cut. Hold that thought on that for just a second. You can report, report that in a minute. Uh, JD's got obviously something good, but we'll, we'll, let me finish this, and then I'll get, we'll get right to him here. Of course, the WWE Crown Jewel 2019, of course, tomorrow afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be, of course, uh, doing our prediction title challenge for this. And, of course, I will be reading off predictions from Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, as also, of course, the Iceman and the Human Suplex Machine, We'll be leaving theirs as well. Of course, as you did hear, of course, last night on Revolution, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. Fun competition in this. But as we said, of course, it was several times already since Monday, well, since Tuesday, since last night, actually, we will, he will, of course, still be receiving a belt because he was originally going to compete, even though he's not officially going to do so as of this, as of this moment. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be a real good show here tonight. Of course, some wrestling extras with some t- with the time allotted. But in the meantime, your folks, let's go ahead and get right into swinging things. And sound, judging from what I just heard from JD, I think we got something pretty good in store here. But let's go ahead and get right on into it here with the wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, as we we're here to bring it here to us. Of course, as always, representing King Ice is the Ice Man himself, the one and only, the man we know is JD, the Ice Man himself, Jared DiGirolamo. JD, what's going on here in the rest of the news scene this evening? And from that woe well you just gave us, it sounded like it was something big. Please go ahead and yes. please. John Moxley, however, is now in the ring right now at AEW Full Sail as we speak. Uh, at, uh, at AEW in Charleston, West Virginia, and just spiked the librarian, Peter Avalon, however, and Blue Pants, his girlfriend, assistant helper, Lavia Bates, is left ringside. We'll talk about John Moxley in just a moment, folks. 
Monday's WWE Raw scored a 1.53 rating, down from 1.63 the week before. So you can definitely say that Raw rating definitely tanked this week. Meanwhile, the total Divas viewership improved a little bit from 279,000 a week ago to 283,000. It'll be interesting to see if the show can return to the 300,000 viewership mark. No show last season delivered fewer than 340,000 viewers. Meanwhile, speaking of AEW, however, two matches have now been signed for full gear next Saturday night in Baltimore, however. One of them will be John Moxley versus Kenny Omega and a lights-out match, believe it or not. This match will be unsanctioned, however, and will not count towards the one-loss record, if you will, as Tony Khan told Moxley this last Wednesday following the AEW show in Pittsburgh. In addition to that, Hangman Page, however, will take on the bastard Pac, believe it or not. As a result, Hangman Page said, however, before that, however, there was going to be some real cowboy shit going down, however, and the fans definitely had a choice to voice their own opinion at the Charleston Civic Center earlier tonight, however, at the AEW show. In fact, here's a clip of what Hangman Page said following his first match of the evening with Sammy Guevara. Okay, apparently... Hold on. Okay, here we go. Full gear! I'm gonna do some real cowboy shit! And I'm gonna take Pax head off! There you go. And speaking of which, how we got a dynamite show tonight, folks. In addition to that, Ray Fenex and Pentagon Jr., the Lucha Bros, will take on Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Skyhower in the tournament finals to become the first AEW Tag Team Champions. Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes also signed their contract for full gear, in which Cody's mom will be at the show next Saturday in Baltimore. Now, unfortunately... The inner circle decided to have a little fun, however, earlier in the evening, however, before the tag team tournament itself, however, and roughed up the Roll Express of Gibson and Morton, of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, who were out talking about the tag team tournament itself, however. If that's not all, the Young Bucks moments ago, however, took on, however, along with Kenny Omega, and Jack was in a six-person tag itself, however, let's just say. As a result... We've seen, however, Shayna take on Hikoro Shida. Shida, of course, took on Riho, however, back in August, while Shayna, who was born in Portugal and currently lives in Paris, however, made her AEW debut, if you will. Meanwhile, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy took on three jobbers, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall, who we saw last week on AEW After Dark. Meanwhile, as we said, Kip Saban, Jack Evans, and Angelico, however, took on the Bucks, however, and Kenny Omega, the cleaner, in which they won, however. As a result, however, Rick and Morty, however, the television cartoon show, however, is getting hype up from AEW, and will be featured next week, however, on the show itself, however, I believe, in the season premiere. Like I said, however, that being said, so far, Jericho's inner circle has been making quite a mockery tonight, however, and has definitely taken control of this show. With the main event still up in the air, however, as far as the Young Bucks, how, or excuse me, the Lucha Bros, and also SoCal Uncensored, it'll be interesting to see if, in fact, the Rock and Roll Express will present the belts or not, however, mind you. Now, earlier tonight, Cody and Chris Jericho, of course, how I did their contract, but before that, Cody was in the limo with Tony Schiavone talking on his way to the arena at the Charleston Civic Center about the upcoming match with Jericho at full gear next week, however. But so far, it has been a pretty wild night to say the least, as we said, Hangman Page, however, like I said, however, 
uh, started the show by beating Sammy Guevara, however. But so far, it's been a wild night, however, in Charleston. Meanwhile, however, as we speaking of wild, however, last night, Game 7 of the World Series was forced when John's Washington Nationals, however, came back to win a very controversial game, 7-2, that saw Justin Verlander get beat by Steven Strasburg and company. Zach Greinke and Max Scherzer are pitching Game 7 right now as we speak in Houston tonight, however, at Minute Maid Park, the site of this year's Royal Rumble. And so far, it has been a pretty good Game 7, to say the least, thus far. Going into the last half of the fifth inning almost, the Houston Nationals are only up by a run, but the Nationals keep on fighting no matter what, however, and are not ready to quit yet. Actually, a funny story about this. If Houston should win, there's this one guy I'm sure you guys may have heard, may not have heard, put a ton of money on the Astros, and if the Astros should win, he could win up to $20 million, possibly, folks. That's right, $20 million. And we'll tell you about him in a second. And finally, Howard, in some entertainment news to report, sadly, John Witherspoon, the famed actor who everyone remembers, Howard, as the father, however, from the Friday series and was also on the TV show The Wayans Brothers, passed away suddenly this morning at the age of 77. Witherspoon was a very famous comedic actor who, of course, started in the movie with Ice Cube, of course, and Mike Epps, of course, along with, Don, along with like I said, along with... Uh, Everyone remembers Tom Tiny Lister Jr., however, which some people remember as Debo from that movie. And also, if that's not all, however, they also remember him as Zeus, however, from the movie 1989 No Holds Bar movie with Hulk Hogan. Our thoughts and prayers, of course, are with Mr. Witherspoon's friends and family tonight as we say goodbye to this legendary comedic actor. Yes, I was going to mention if you had heard about that. I've seen it posted a couple of times. Yeah, I saw that very early this morning. Also, uh, Danny from Love Heart posted it on several different things. We also thank him for bringing that here to us. Uh, very, very sad. Need our thoughts and prayers, definitely, indeed. And also, J.D., as much as I hate to go into a segue here, you mentioned the movie Friday. Uh, uh, and uh, and, and just, just, just a small ad, ad advertisement on a recent list I just posted in our page for Bulldog DVD sales and variety. I actually have just posted that movie in one of our recent lists. So, um, so if you get an opportunity, so if anyone... And now go we're going to go to the big main event, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, real quick, to let you know, we are now in main event time. The private, Lucha Brothers, and this is going to be a good one, the Lucha Bros, and of course, SoCal Uncensored, here we go. It is time for the AEW Tag Team Tournament Final, folks. JD will be keeping us will keeping us up to date on that here indeed. We thank you very much here, JD, for bringing us to our attention. And also, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, the passing of Mr. Wh uh, John Witherspoon, of course, as JD did mention the movie Friday, that movie, of course, is now available on one of, on, on a, actually one of two, several recent lists that was just posted, the Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Of course, it is, it is $1, still, of course, part of our ongoing special going on there right now. Uh, even as we speak, like I said, remember a Bulldog DVD sales. Let me tell you real quick, Howard, about the guy. The guy known as Mattress Mac, Jim Mattress Mac McElvaney, it says here, has placed a bevy of bets, ladies and gentlemen. This is right, a bevy of bets, however, supposedly, however, to collect 22. It says here, Howard, like I said, in position number 22 million on the Astros. 22 million, folks, which is insane. Like I said, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm trying to find out the story here in a second, so bear with me here, guys. Oh, yeah. It says, how New Jersey, Mississippi, 
to hedge a potential loss of $20 million on a season-long personnel refund any match set purchase of at least $3,000 if Houston wins the World Series. So, yeah, he is, he's based a lot of bread on this game. And like I said, if Houston wins tonight, he could be a very, very rich man, let's just say. Absolutely. And, of course, as I said, as I mentioned here before, I know JD's really excited about AEW and everything. But just to mention here, ladies and gentlemen, Remember, at Bulldog DVD sales and variety, we take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Once again, as we said, uh, the passion of, Yeah, yes, oh, absolutely. And of course, like I said, the passion of Mr. Witherspoon, one movie that, that JD did mention, of course, was the movie Friday. That movie is now available among our inventory of DVDs. Of the same TV show, The Wayne's Brothers, and has done other comedy stuff however, over the years however, as well. Like I said, he did the first three Fridays. He, of course, did some other unique. Uh, like I said, unique movies, however, and uh, like I said, he, of course, as we said, of course, uh, was, uh, was an American actor, of course, who passed away today. Like I said, he did other stuff, however, including uh, The Jazz Singer, Bird, with uh, the one with Clint Eastwood, Vampire in Brooklyn, The Ladies' Man playing Scrap Iron with uh, Will Ferrell, and of course, uh, Tim Meadows as Leon uh, Phelps, as you know, Dr. Doolittle, too. Believe it or not, however, Soul Plane, Little Man, where he played Pops, and A Thousand Words playing a blind old man. But his debut came in 1980 as an MC in 1980. He also did I'm Gonna Get You Sucker in 1988, Wild Rudy in 1991, and Boomerang as Mr. Jackson, the Meteor Man, playing Mr. Jackson and Clarence James Carter III, as well as a detective in a quirky comedy called Fatal Instinct that same 1993 year. But again, in 1980, he married Angela Robinson. They had two children, however. And like we said, numerous celebrities, however, including Samuel Jackson, Ice Cube, his co-star of Friday Magic Johnson, took towards the pay homage to this very comedic legend, however, who's been around since the mid to late 70s. He also wrote a film from the old school, which he played an elderly man who tries to prevent a neighborhood convenience store from being developed into a strip club. But like I said, he worked occasionally as a model. He uh, also, uh, during his time, had many friends in the business, including, well, while he was working on, including Tim Reed while he was working on WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, Robin Williams, Jay Leno, and David Letterman, believe it or not. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. And I do see we have the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, back on with us. Uh, Fonzie, we welcome you back, sir. Sir, uh, sit tight here for one second, and we'll, and we'll see if we have any updates about NXT here in just a few moments. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get to the rest of history and birthdays here for today, October the 30th. 49 years ago today, we put it at 1970, and G-I-F-U, Japan. That's the name of the city. Gif, Shifu, Gif, Shifu, 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 Japan. Shifu, Japan, it's called. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Japan. Thank you very much. Antonio Inoki and Mishiaki defeated Buddy Austin and Mr. Atomic to regain, regain the vacated JWA All-Asian Tag Team titles. This will be Inoki's last title reign in JWA. Noki tried to pull who tried to pull a ruse on JWA management would be fired in December 19th of 1971 when he was still one half of the tag team champions. 29 years ago to, today, which we put it in 1990, WWF taped the main event four from the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Rockers defeated the Hart Foundation in a best of three falls match to win the tag team titles. Some important notes right here. This match was supposed to be on the Saturday night's main event card, but NBC requested that WWF produce a one-hour Friday night special instead. Okay, look like a big pop-up right now. Okay. Furthermore, Jim Neidhart was said to be released from the WWF, making the title change necessary. 
But Neidhart and WWF came to an agreement on a new deal soon after the bout. The Rockers <clears throat> made a new, few title defenses on the house show circuit. And when Neidhart rejoined the company, the belts were given back to the Hart Foundation. To cover for this, WWF explained that a ring rope broke during the second fall of the match, and the match was deemed unfit for television. Okay. The Rockers would not win the titles together again before breaking up, of course, in, in January of uh, 1990. Okay, original bro. Okay, my royal. Okay, gosh. But in the matches on TV, the Ultimate Warrior defeated Ted DiBiase by DQ to retain the WWF title. Mr. Perfect defeated the Big Boss Man by countout. And Rick Martel defeated Tito Santana. The show was taped on October 30th, 1990, but it wasn't televised until November the 23rd of 1990. 18 years ago today, put it at 2001, at a SmackDown taping in Cincinnati, Ohio, Christian defeated Bradshaw to regain the European title. The win made Christian a Grand Slam champion as he won the light heavyweight title, the tag team titles, and the intercontinental title as well. Also, another title change took place on the same show as Booker T and Test defeated The Rock and Chris Jericho to regain the WWF tag team titles. Twelve years ago today, which would put it at 2007, Rikishi leaves TNA just six weeks after he makes his debut due to a financial dispute. On that same day at ECW taping in Uniondale, New York, Mark Henry defeated Kane, Big Daddy V, and the Great Khali in a Monsters Mash Battle Royal match. The match was voted by Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers as the sixth worst match of 2007. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2012, WWE 13 is released in North America. It is the last video game to be released by THQ as the company filed for bankruptcy just three months after its release. The game's hook was the Attitude Era mode, in where players can play through key matches and moments of WWE's most successful period. And the superstars that were being played, of course, Bret Hart, Mankind, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Kane, Mr. McMahon, Triple H, DX, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Also, Sam Punk was not the first choice to be the cover of, of the game. According to Punk, Sheamus was originally set to be on the game's the, on the cover of the uh, for the game's release. The well-received game sold 2.82 million copies across three consoles. That's slightly up, slightly up from 2.81 million copies for the 2011 game WWE 12 for the same platforms. Six years ago today, which we put at 2013, Chris Jericho launched his own web comedy series, But I'm Chris Jericho. The series is loosely based on his life as an ex-wrestler struggling to make it as an actor. Three years ago today, 2016, WWE presented Hell in a Cell from Boston, Massachusetts at TD Garden with 16,119 attending. In the pre-show match of the show, Cedric Alexander, Lance Dorado, and Sin Cara defeated the team of Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari. And Roman Reigns defeated Rusev in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the United States title. It's the first time Rusev ever competed in a Hell in a Cell match and also the first time the U.S. title was defended inside Hell in a Cell. Also, Bailey defeated Dana Brooke. Gallows and Anderson defeated Enzo and Big Cass in a tag team match. KO defeated Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the Universal title. This was KO's first Hell in a Cell match. Brian Kendrick, Brian Kendrick defeated TJ Perkins to regain the Cruiserweight to pick up the Cruiserweight title. Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the New Day in a tag team match by DQ for the Raw Tag Team titles. 
and Charlotte defeated Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match. This is the first ever match for both women, and the first time the women main evented the show. And we are now going into some birthdays right here. I think this is the biggest one of them all. And I heard about this earlier today. Today's a happy 46th birthday to former WWE Intercontinental Tag Team U.S. World Heavyweight, two times the money in the bank for champions, and 2010 Royal Rumble winner, the Rated R Superstar. Superstar. Yeah, yes. He was born in the town of Orangeville, Ontario. I guess it's not too far from uh, from GTS's neck of the woods there. Who sadly died in November of last year. Copeland has said that that he that he was never ever he has never ever seen a picture of his father. He became interested in professional wrestling at a young age. Uh, well, by the other than that, that yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Their records included Mr. Perfect, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Ricky Steamboat, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart. As a 16-year-old teen, of course, this is a well-known story. He attended WrestleMania 6 at the Toronto Sky Dome and watched Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior compete for the WWF title in the main event on April 1st, 1990. Edge has credited this match with making him realize that he wanted to be a wrestler. At the age of 17, he won an essay contest, and his prize was free wrestling training. Ooh, okay, not too bad. During his training, he trained one day and all weekend. The school's practice was a 12 by 14 foot boxing ring with a harder mat than that of a typical wrestling ring. The ceiling above it was low with exposed pipes preventing top rope moves from being performed. Copeland debuted on July 1st, 1992 in his professional wrestling debut at an outdoor show at the Monarch Park Stadium in Toronto. Throughout the 1990s, he wrestled in Ontario and the Great Lakes and in the region of the United States, of course, under the name Sexton Hardcastle. He was a part of the tag team called Sex and Violence with Joe E. Legend. In 1997, of course, Sex and Violence was known as the largest table as they were called Thug Life, joining Christian Cage, Bill Scullion, and Rhino Richards. During his independent career, he won the MWCW tag team titles twice with Legend, and the ICW Street Fight Tag Team titles twice. The duo Hardcastle and Cage were known as Hard Impact before changing their names to the Suicide Blondes. They worked in Japan under the name the Canadian Rockers. Copeland wrestled as Damien, as Damien Stryker as he took on Ming in February 1996 at WCW Pro in December of 1995. He worked a show in Ajax, Ontario, where Bret, Bret Hart's business manager, Carl DeMarco, was watching. Impressed, he suggested Copeland send an audition tape to the WWF. Copeland did not hear back from the WWF. Now, sometime later, DeMarco was appointed president of WWE Canada, WWF Canada and told Copeland that he'd put in a good word. On May 10, 1996, Copeland made his WWF house show event debut in the opening match taken on Bob Holly. He made $210 a week while working for the WWF without an official contract. After wrestling in the Grand Prix, in the summer of 1997, DeMarco suggested that Copeland go to Calgary, where Hart was formerly training wrestlers while recovering from knee surgery. He spent his tour earnings on a plane ticket and landed with no money or place to stay. Johnny Smith would meet Copeland and gave him food and shelter. He also drove him to Bret Hart's house, where he trained alongside Ken Shamrock, Test, Mark Henry, and Kurgan. Copeland returned to the Maritimes for another Grand Prix tour before going back to Hart's house, 
bringing Christian rhythm. After the camp, Hart was impressed to put in they had to put in a good work, for, of course, for both him and Christian. Copeland received a contract with the WWF in 1997. And on Remembrance Day, he faces Buddy Christian Cage at a shotgun for Shotgun Saturday Night paper. Upon completing his training, Copeland was shooting vignettes of his character as a loner walking around the city streets and assaulting innocent pedestrians. Copeland took the name Edge from an Albany radio station. His first match on June 22, 1998 would be against Jose Estrada Jr., which ended prematurely by countout with Edge hitting a suicide somersault senton from the ring to the outside, injuring his neck. In his first pay-per-view match at Somerset Madison Square Garden, he was the mystery partner for Sable against Jacqueline and Marmero in the mixed tag team match where Edge and Sable won. At breakdown, Edge would lose to Owen Hart in the first match of the night, but won against Vader on October 11, 1998 in Vader's final match. Edge would be placed in a feud against Gangrel. Gangrel introduced Christian as his ally, and then Edge would join him, and they formed an alliance known as the Brood. At rock bottom, they defeated the Job Squad in a, in a six-man tag team match. Sorry, let's see. Edge entered his first Royal Rumble match on January 24, 1999, but was eliminated by the Road Dog. The Brood was later abducted and converted into the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness, as Undertaker was leading a crusade in this war with Vince McMahon. But in the spring, they would leave the ministry after Ken Shamrock forced them to review the location of the captive Stephanie McMahon. The Undertaker chose that Christian be punished for his crimes. Yeah. Undertaker and we it, before we go on, we do have an update very quickly. Hold on. Yes. The SoCal Uncensored is your new AEW Tag Team Champions as they pull off the upset against Lazy the Lucha Brothers. So we now have SCU on top of the AEW ladder. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, J.D., when J.D. gets this excited, he, he just can't wait to, to talk about it. To, to, to talk it's about a good things. match, though. Damn good match. All four of them busted their butts tonight. It was a good main event tonight. The Gunpaker instructed Edge and Gangrel to push on his symbol. They blatantly refused and, and fought with the Ministry. At Backlash, they would lose to the Ministry in a six-man tag tag team match. After that, Edge and Christian would feud with the Hardy Boys after Gangrel turned on them and the brood was no more. Gangrel would then join the Hardys at SummerSlam. Edge would capture his first singles championship by defeating Jeff Jarrett, pick up the IC title on July 24, 1999, at a house show in Toronto, Ontario. But Edge would drop the title to Jarrett at Fully Loaded. Edge and Christian continued to team up by eliminating three teams, the Hardy Boys, Median mm-hmm. and and also draws in Prince Albert, but was eliminated from the match by the Acolytes. At Unforgiven, Edge and Christian got a tag team title shot against the New Age Outlaws, with the Outlaws retaining the titles. Later in the year, they rekindled their feud with the Hardy Boys, with Gangrel betraying both Edge and Christian, forming the new brood with their enemies, the Hardy Boys. Wow, they ended up one minute early tonight. Holy cow. They feuded with the Hardy Boys as they competed in a ladder match in No Mercy in October of 1999 for the managerial services of Terry Runnels, and $100,000, which the Hardy Boys actually won that match. Edge and Christian continued to team in 2000, facing after the tag team titles. At No Way Out, they defeated the Hardy Boys to the number number one contenders to the tag team titles at WrestleMania 2000. At WrestleMania 16, Edge and Christian realized their dream by defeating the Hardys and the Dudleys to win their first tag team titles, which ultimately, ultimately led to the creation of the infamous TLC match, in which they wrestled again at SummerSlam 2000 in the first ever match with Edge and Christian retaining. 
Following the victory, Edge and Christian became heels, and their trademark became the five-second pose, where they performed a pose in the ring for five seconds for the benefit of those with flash photography to mock, insult, or otherwise amuse the fans. Edge and Christian would continue to retain the titles over DX, but they would lose the titles to Too Cool on May 29, 2000. At the 2000 King of the Ring, Edge and Christian won the second tag team titles in a four-corners match. After they retained the titles at SummerSlam in the first-ever TLC match, Edge and Christian defended the, the titles against the Hardys in a steel cage match where they lost the titles and were not allowed another title. And no mercy, Edge and Christian Matt was, uh, wore a mask, called themselves the Los Conquistadores, defeated the Hardy Boys for the titles, but they were fooled again by the Hardys as the Hardys were dressed up as the Conquistadores, defeating Edge in a handicap match to win the tag team titles the next night. Edge and Christian would also be friends with Kurt Angle, as well as Ang of course, helping Angle win the WWF title in October of 2000. Edge and Christian would win back the titles for the fourth time in Armageddon by defeating the Dudley Boys, right to censor, and the team of R Road Dog and K Quick. Of course, K Quick is now known as R Truth in a four quarters match. But eight days later, they dropped the titles to the Undertaker and The Rock to win them back three days later. But Edge and Christian would drop the titles at the 2001 Royal Rumble to the Dudley Boys. They would unsuccessfully attempt to regain the tag team titles and no way out against the Dudleys and the Brothers of, of Destruction, but succeeded at WrestleMania 17 by winning the second TLC match with help from their buddy Rhino. After that, the team between Edge and Christian started to go down soft with Edge becoming a singles competitor by winning the 2001 King of the Ring tournament and also becoming the face by siding with the WWF during the Invasion storyline. Christian betrayed Edge shortly afterwards and the two would feud over Edge's IC title was Christian winning the IC title. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Where is it? Uh, let's see. I had this. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, over Edge at Unforgiven 2001. There you go. Following this, Edge lost the IC title to test, but would win the WCW United States title over Kurt Angle at the Survivor Series. Edge unified the Intercontinental title with the U.S. title by defeating Test. Edge would, it would be placed into a as we go to the sixth. Houston leading. Thank you. Edge would be placed into a feed with William Regal for the IC title. Edge first defeated Regal at Vengeance to retain the IC title, but he would come up short in the new year and lost the IC title, Edge defeated Mr. Perfect and defeated Booker King in his hometown at WrestleMania 18. After that, Edge would be drafted to the SmackDown brand and defeated Mr. Perfect. At Backlash, Angle defeated Edge, which later culminated in Edge shaving Angle's head following the hair versus hair match at Judgment Day in May. On May 30th, 2002, Edge defeated Angle in a steel cage match on SmackDown, but Edge injured his arm and would be forced to have action for a month. He won the World Tag Titles with Hulk Hogan on July 4th, 2002, defeating Billy and Chuck, but dropped the titles to Lance Storm and Christian. Edge would feud with Eddie Guerrero and also teamed with, up with Rey Mysterio in the fall of 2002. Edge and Mysterio would advance in the finals of the tournament of the SmackDown Tag Team titles by defeating Tajiri and Brock Lesnar. Farouk and Ron, uh, and uh, of course, um, John Farouk and Ron Simmons are the same person. I don't know who, but also failed to capture the title by defeating Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. No mercy. They would win them back weeks later over Angle and Benoit. Edge and Mysterio would drop the tops of the 2002 Survivor Series to Los Guerreros. 
After that, Edge moved back into a singles compared graffiti with A-Train and formed an alliance with Chris Benoit against Team Angle. Prior, prior to No Way Out, Edge suffered a legitimate neck injury in his scheduled match. The injury stemmed from a bump he took on a closed ladder on the September 26, 2002 edition of SmackDown when he wrestled Eddie Guerrero in a no-DQ match. His arms were numb more and more in the following month before deciding to have the surgery. At the event on February 23, 2003, No Way Out, when he was scheduled to team with Brock Lesnar and and Chris Benoit to take on Team Angle in a tag team match, Edge was found unconscious and was written off TV through a backstage attack. He would undergo surgery with Dr. Lloyd Youngblood and was sidelined for over a year. After a 13-month hiatus, Edge on the Raw Brown on March 22, 2004, by making an impact by hitting Eric Bischoff with a spear in his first one-on-one -on -one match since his surgery. He battled Kane at Backlash, backlash with Edge scoring the victory. Uh, let's see here. What else? Man? Uh, the next night, he and his Canadian buddy Chris Benoit defeated Everybody got big balls. the World Tag Team Titles. Uh, Fonzie, I didn't want to know that. They had a close partnership, but they would drop the titles to Bob Resistance. Team disbanded with Edge winning the IC title for the fifth time over Randy Orton. At SummerSlam, he retained his title over Chris Jericho and Batista in a triple threat match. But following a legitimate groin injury, Edge would be stripped of the IC title. Made his return to pursue the world heavyweight title. Edge, Benoit, and Shawn Michaels all received the thigh for Triple H's world title at Taboo Tuesday in October of 2004. Michaels would win the vote, giving Benoit a chance to take on a lot of resistance for the world tag team titles. Edge would walk out on the match despite regaining the titles with Benoit. Edge would interfere in the championship match by sparing Michaels, costing him the title. On November 1st, 2004 episode of Raw, they dropped the title to La Resistance again with Edge, once again turning back on Benoit, attacking him, turning him heel in the process. On the November 29th, 2004 episode of Raw, Edge and Edge and Benoit would both have an opportunity to take on Triple H in the triple threat match for the World Heavyweight title. Stop, as, as they were winners of a battle royal in, in the match. Benoit locked in the crossface on Edge, who swiped his weight, pinning, putting Benoit's shoulders on the mat with a pin. But Edge tapped out at the same time as the, oh. as the result of the World Heavyweight title would be vacated and defended in the Nation Chamber on January 9, 2005. At New Year's Revolution, with Edge being the first eliminated after HBK had super kicked him, leading to a match at the Rumble between Edge and Michaels, with Edge winning. Edge also competed in the Royal Rumble match later that night and was in the final three until he was eliminated by Batista and Cena. In real life, though, however, Edge would steal Matt Hardy's girlfriend, of course, Lita, of course, a Amy Dumas, her real name, when it was revealed in February 2005 that they both had an affair. <clears throat> but before it was brought into television, Edge would win the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match that would give him a shot at the World Heavyweight title within one year. At Backlash, Edge would defeat ben, would defeat Benoit in a last man standing match, and then sided with Lita, in which she betrayed her storyline husband Kane by costing him a number one contender match for the World Heavyweight Title on May 16, 2005. Edge received his opportunity the next week against Batista, but failed to win. Edge would continue would continue his feud with Kane, with Edge and Kane getting several wins on each other until the feud ended on July 25, 2005 with Edge winning a stretcher match over Kane. After that, Edge was beat with Matt Hardy for Lita. On July 11, 2005, Matt Hardy announced made a surprise appearance referring to Edge by his real name. Also made a threat to Lita as well. 
and Hardy was brought back to Raw. He and Edge would face off at SummerSlam with Edge winning due to Hardy suffering excessive blood loss, but they would fight in a street fight match with Hardy performing a side effect on Edge off the entrance ramp into the sound speakers and other electrical equipment. They fought in a steel cage match in Unforgiven where Hardy defeated Edge. The feud came to a head with Edge defeating Hardy in a loser leaves Raw ladder match. Loser leaves Raw ladder money in the bank briefcase match. After that, Edge suffered a, a, a pectoral muscle uh, injury, and during his time, he, he used his own. This time off, he, he used his he made his own talk show segment entitled "The Cutting Edge." He would use his talk show to feud with Ric Flair. Edge would use the Cutting Edge as a soapbox to run down Flair. They would meet at New Year's Revolution in January of 2006 with the IC title with Flair retaining after Edge was DQ for using his briefcase over Flair. After John Cena retained yeah. the championship the fourth elimination chamber match, they man announced that Cena would defend the title against Edge. Edge had cashed his money in the bank briefcase and won the title over Cena. After the win, Edge and Lita celebrated the next night by having live sex in the ring, but it was interrupted by Ric Flair and John Cena. Edge made his first successful title defense in a TLC match against Flair, but failed to win against John Cena in the 2006 Warrior Rumble. After Edge lost another WWE Championship rematch with Mick Foley, the special guest referee, Edge attacked Foley and challenged him to a match at WrestleMania 22 in a street fight match, where Edge defeated him by spearing him through a flaming table. However, Edge did suffer second-degree burns, but Edge and Foley would form an alliance in the spring badmouth in ECW and were named the true hardcore champions. At June's pay-per-view one-night stand, Edge, Foley, and Lita defeated Dreamer, Terry Funk, and, uh, and let's see, Beulah in an Extreme Rules match. Edge then interfered in the main event race gained the title over John Cena after Edge speared Cena through the table. Edge challenged RVD. He would win the title for the second time over RVD and Cena in a triple threat match. The angle reignited Edge's speed with Cena with Edge losing by DQ. The Cena Saturday night's main event, 33. Edge would insult Cena's family by slapping Cena's father in the face. At SummerSlam, Edge defeated Cena to retain the WWE title in Cena's hometown and made a, then they made a mockery the next night with Edge leader shoving John Cena's WWE championship to the Long Island Sound. Edge unveiled the radar superstar belt. Edge didn't have time to celebrate celebrate with it. When Cena made the turn that he actually threw an edge Long Island Sound. Uh, <clears throat> Edge another match with Cena, a TLC match this time with Cena losing. Cena would be going to SmackDown and would be held at Edge's hometown in Canada and Unforgiven. Edge would drop the title to Cena once more in a TLC match after DX would cost Edge another shot at the belt in a steel cage match against Cena. And Edge would enlist Randy Orton to have him kill the legend of DX. At Cyber Sunday, the team defeated DX with help from, let's see. Uh, with, with help from, uh, let's see, uh, Eric Bischoff, and they would defeat Ric Flair and Roddy Piper to win the World Tag Team titles on November 13, 2006 in the UK, while still feuding with DX at New Year's Revolution 2007. They feuded with DX with Edge and Orton winning by DQ. Triple H did suffer an injury, but Edge and Orton were determined to end Shawn Michaels, but they failed. Edge and Orton were part of the Final Four of the 2007 Royal Rumble, but both were eliminated by Shawn Michaels. The next night, they dropped the titles to Cena and Michaels, thus ending their partnership. Edge competed in the Money in the Bank. Ladder match WrestleMania 23, but failed to win it as Mr. Kennedy won the match. Edge would recapture the briefcase on May 7, 2007, defeating Mr. Kennedy 
and the next day he would defeat Undertaker to cash it in and win the World Heavyweight title, putting him on the Smack the SmackDown brand. He returned to see. After a few successful uh, title defenses against Batista, Edge was scheduled to face Kane at the Bash, but Edge suffered another injury, his pectoral muscle, and was forced to vacate the title again. He returned to the 2007 Survivor Series by tossing the Undertaker to World Heavyweight title in the Hell in the Cell match. Afterwards, Edge and General Manager Vicky Guerrero would make the relationship public. In Armageddon, Edge won the World Heavyweight title over the Undertaker and Batista in a triple threat match. In 2008, Edge was feud with Mysterio. <clears throat> with let's see, with Edge retained the title twice against him at the Royal Rumble and No Way Out. At WrestleMania 24, Edge attempted the Brady Undertaker streak, failed to win it, allowing the Undertaker to win the title for the second time. Edge failed to win it back at Backlash, but Edge's fiance Vicky Guerrero forced forced the Undertaker <clears throat> to get to give up the title because Undertaker's submission hold was deadly and illegal. Title would be vacated. Judgment Day would take her allegedly winning the title by countout, but the title could not change hands. They announced that the Undertaker and Edge would face off at the TLC for the World Heavyweight title, with Undertaker's career on the line. Edge would defeat the Undertaker to win the world title. After retaining the title against Batista and Night Champions, Edge would drop the title to CM Punk the next night. Afterwards, Edge is defeated with Triple H on SmackDown, with Triple H sh- showing evidence that Edge cheated on Vicky Guerrero on their wedding night. Of course, that made Vicky upset and punished Edge by restating the Undertaker and forcing Edge to face him in a Hell in a Cell match at SummerSlam. The Undertaker would defeat Edge in a Hell in a Cell match and thus sent him to hell. As Survivor Series, Edge returned it by taking Jeff Hardy's place as Hardy was found knocked out in a motel room by an unknown assailant. Edge won the WWE title in a triple threat match over Kozlov and Triple H. <clears throat> Edge would lose the title to Hardy in the same match at Armageddon. But Edge won it back in the 2009 Royal Rumble and lose it again in an Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out. But didn't leave the show empty-handed as he attacked Kofi Kingston and took and took one of the Chamber's pods by taking the world title and taking it to SmackDown. However, Edge would drop the title to Cena at WrestleMania 25, but regained it back at Backlash with help from the Big Show. After he lost the title to Hardy Extreme Rules, Edge would dump Vicky Guerrero by filing a divorce and also marrying and, uh, and also marrying her because she had authoritative powers as a general manager. Afterwards, he teamed with Chris Jericho in June to win the tag team titles. But just as soon as the partnership would be underway, Edge suffered his torn Achilles tendon while he took on Jeff Hardy and later underwent surgery. Jericho would speak badly of Edge and would replace and would replace Edge with the Big Show. At the Royal Rumble event, Edge returned from injury as number 29th entrant and eliminated Chris Jericho and John Cena to win the Royal Rumble for the first time in his career. Edge chose the World Heavyweight title after Jericho took the title from the Undertaker in the Elimination Chamber match. Edge would cement his face turn and failed to win the World title over Jericho. Edge would defeat Jericho at Extreme Rules in a steel cage match, but not for the title. Edge would be taken to the Raw, sent to the Raw Brown on April 26, 2010, but turned heel by causing Randy Orton the WWE title, leading to a feud between the two. Edge and Jericho would reform their alliance by taking on the, the Nexus. But afterwards, Edge turned face after he attacked the nominal manager and was traded to the SmackDown brand and where he feuded with Kane for the World Heavyweight title. Edge won the world title in a fatal four-way match at TLC over Kane, Mysterio, and Alberto Del Rio. After retaining his title against Kane, Edge would then feud with against Vicky Guerrero and Dolph Ziggler, where Guerrero would ban Edge's spirit the 2011 Royal Rumble against Ziggler, and also Edge would be stripped of the title and fired by Vicky Guerrero, and would be hired back by Teddy Long, 
and he recaptured the title over Ziggler. After a successful title defense at WrestleMania 27 against Del Rio, Edge announced his retirement on April 11, 2011, after an MRI result forced him to retire. He would relinquish the world title four days later. Edge would help his friend Christian capture the world title at Extreme Rules. But at SummerSlam, he was upset of how Christian was using his cowardly tactics to win his second world heavyweight title. On March 31, 2012, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame by Christian. He also made some sporadic appearances. In December 2014, he was threatened to be attacked by Seth Rollins and the authority. Cena would make would make the save. On November 15, 2016, on the 900th episode of SmackDown, Edge hosted a special edition of the Cutting Edge with the men's SmackDown Survivor Series team members as his as his guest, and was later interrupted by the Undertaker. On April 7, 2018, Edge and Christian were also inducted their former opponents, the Dudley Boys, into the Hall of Fame, and also hosted the Cutting Edge with Becky Lynch as his guest. On October 16, 2018, and on August 11, 2019, Edge interrupted Elias' performance and delivered a spear for the first time in eight years before engaging in wrestling action for the first time since 2011. And John said, that's all he's got for the rest of the history and birthday support today. Happy birthday, of book course, on that. Yeah, happy birthday to the Reddit R Superstar Edge, by the way. Yes, indeed. And thank you, JD, for the wrestling news and here for tonight. Let's, let me do this right fast. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. This episode 747 of WWS Revolution. This and we do Wednesday. have an update on the World Series to let everyone know. Oh, we will let you know first. The Astros are up 2 nothing after the sixth inning. However, it has been a good pitching matchup. Zach Greinke has given up one hit. He has struck out three, walked one. He has thrown 67 pitches thus far. 43 of them have been strikes. Max Scherzer for John's boys, Howard. I mean, you got to give your tip of the cap to him, Howard. I mean, not many people thought he was going to pitch two days ago. Gave up two runs, both earned. He struck out three, walked four. He's thrown through 103 pitches and gave up seven hits in five innings of work, however. 58 of them were for strikes. But, John, I will tip my cap to your boy, Max. I mean, this is a guy who two days ago not many people thought he would pitch the biggest game of his career, mind you, considering he missed game five on Sunday. But tonight he pitched a pretty good game, however. The Nats are still in it, but time could be running out, however, unless they can get it together soon. I mean, the Astros could capture the title for the second time in three years. Or the Nats could shock everyone and win the first title since we said 1924. They have not been in the World Series since 1933. But regardless of what happens, we have seen an incredible World Series with two great teams, however. And it has been a fun series to watch, Howard, like we said, Howard. So we'll see what happens, but we're going to keep an eye on this. But I know Fonzie has a lot to say about NXT, and I did see one of the things of NXT, and I know another thing about NXT that we heard about. So I'll turn it over to him right now. And well, before I do that, I'd like to finish my plug that I was doing before oh, sorry. you. Sorry. Episode 747 of WWS Revolution, of course, this is Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. This is WWS Chat, the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to excuse JD. He is full of energy and full of excitement and full of pep tonight. So sometimes he may not have, have to realize that somebody is talking when he talks. So, so you have to excuse him on that. So, uh, so I mean, but you, you can't blame him because he's very, very excited. So, I mean, so, so, but uh, just, just be careful there, JD, because I, because I don't talk very loud. You got to remember that. 
<laughs> okay. And yes, indeed, JD be keeping us up to date here with everything going on here with NA, with AEW. And now let's see what Fonzie has in score here as far as, of course, what's been happening with NXT. Fonzie, please let's see what you got for us. Uh, JD, I need a little help, buddy. All right. Well, we started mm-hmm. off. I'm going to watch the replay right now. Rhea Ripley and uh, Dakota Yoshida yeah. to start the show. Yeah, and I think it's um, uh, Shereya won or not, JD? Yes, I believe, yes, yes. Yeah, Neo Shirai did uh, win. Yeah, then they had... um, It's been wild and crazy, NXT. Um, Trying to think here. Rhea Ripley came out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's... Okay, yeah. She came out, and the brawl came. Everything came. <laughs> uh, and the tag team, uh, go, go, uh, I can't talk. The Gooboy Warriors. Yeah, Oscar and Kwai tonight. Yep, they took and that's and when the brawl Dakota came. That's when everybody, all the girls came out and the tag. Um, they, they had it. There was. It was a weird night. Um, the main event just finished. That yep. ended weird. Uh, um, Chiapa said, Daddy's going to come attack you, buddy. It's going to have a war, he said. Uh, yep. And, when I, and I know what he meant by it, too. Yeah. Uh, who else, J.D.? Um, um, I'm looking here. Bronson Reed took on Shane Thorne. Bronson defeated Shane Thorne. And as you yeah. said... The Kabuki Wars of Kari and Oscar defeated Tegan and Dakota. And as Fonzie said, folks, we had a brawl between, uh, like I said, how our Shayna Baszler, Jasmine Duke, Marina Shafir, how Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, <laughs> Bianca Belair, and William Regal has now announced for the first time ever it will be a women's war games <laughs> in Chicago, and that is going to that's going that is going to be brutal. That is going to be yep. on brutal. Tyler Bay took on Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes won. Next week, we will have Pete Dunn take on Damian Priest. And as Fonzie said, a great main event. The Undisputed Era of Fish and O'Reilly took on the bro man, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Of course, Chiappa came out to win, however, after Cole. And, of course, uh, Roderick Strong helped their uh, big guys, however, of the Undisputed Era win. And then, of course, Chiappa came, however, to war. And, of course, however, like we said, however, nobody sends have but Daddy, Goldie Gunther, Daddy's going to war, and we know what he meant. Because it looks like we're going to see, possibly, Chiapa, Lee, Riddle, and possibly, maybe, either Gargano or the Velveteen Dream taking on the Undisputed Air and Finn Balor, possibly, either 4-on-4 four four or 5-on-5 five five in war games in Chicago. So we've already got, looks like we've got possibly two great matches for Chicago coming up in less than a month from now in the Windy City. And believe me, it's going to be brutal. Like I said, I'm watching the replay of NXT right now. I mean, yeah, really good opener so far. I'm seeing with EO and uh, Kansas. This yeah. is a good opener. I'm very impressed right now what I'm yeah. seeing. This is a good opener. Yeah. Uh, this cuts you short. And it's uh, 2-1 Houston. Anthony Rendon just hit a homer off uh, Zach Greeky. He, he, he had three hits last night. You talk about if there's a guy who deserves MVP. However, if in fact, how, what happens, how are, 
regardless how, I mean, Anthony Rendon the last two or three games has been on a tear. I mean, he had three hits last night. He hits a big one tonight that gets the Nats back within a run. So, John, I know you're smiling about that. The Nats still have some life in this series, however, and in this game, and it's still going to be an intense battle as we go down the stretch here. As we said, it's 2-1, as now Fonzie reported in the seventh inning. Thank you very much there, gentlemen. Of course, like I said for J.D., thank you very much for your uh, review thus far of AEW. Fonzie, thank you very much there, sir, with, of course, some help from J.D. on your NXT review. John, yes, thank you very much. I have for no the, testicles. Uh, no, actually, actually, it's even worse. You don't have any pants on. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hello, this is Jared DiGiorno. He's not wearing any pants. Although you cannot see his Vienna sausage. Whoa! Okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. That might make Fonzie hungry, the Vienna sausage. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. No right. comment. Now, yeah, thank you. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me about it. Ooh, that would be freaky. And that's why I put on the raw rent uh, chat box. Ladies and gentlemen, JD is not wearing any pants. Everybody run. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, during this, uh, during our my reading of the history and birthdays, apparently, we did uh, once again lose the live video feed from NXT US, although we did get a little bit more of the video than we did from last Friday. So we're going to leave that for the time being. And we'll be back to review. All right, take them out. Put figure out why of course that live video feed is not sticking around uh, uh, on very very long we're not oh, cool, sure why, we're, Let's go. and uh and uh fonzie was saying something i'm not sure what he was saying i think he said he uh, might be coming out i think he might be coming out yeah, the game. yeah. he just walked a soda oh so the nets are not quitting yet folks yeah, I would. I mean, nope. I would definitely. I would definitely. I would definitely. If I'm smart, how? Yeah, I would agree. With you, I think it's time to get Granky out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, he took him out. No, he took, he took him, him out already. Well, Granky pitched yeah. a good game tonight, folks. Six and a third. Can the Nationals bullpen hold on now? Oh, uh, the bullpen. Cole. Cole's going to come in. And so Garrett Cole has arrived into the game, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah, but also, he was in the bullpen. He was warming okay. up, so I don't know what he did. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, also of course, the Nationals team are carrying pictures of the two ladies from the other night, of course, showing off their big melons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I still can't get over that. That's hilarious. Uh, later uh, on, I'm gonna see somebody streaking on the field. Uh, okay. Well, that's, once that's in a while. Well, I'm sure it does. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get right into, of course, the main business at hand here, guys. Of course, obviously, as you know, tomorrow not, tomorrow afternoon, I should say, uh, is will be, of course, the next event coming, of course, from Saudi Arabia for the 2019 version of WWE Crown Jewel. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and speak up thus far as far as our prediction title challenge is concerned. That of course our original six would that 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 of course uh, that was planned on being a part of this. I will go ahead and name them off: uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, the Iceman, Jerry Geraldo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, even the Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Empress, Henry Rickenbach, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. By final revolution, it was uh, we were informed by the Heartbreak Kid that uh, due to uh, to uh, due to of course uh, different uh, uh, one reason or another we'll just say he has decided not to take part in this 
However, ladies and gentlemen, since he is original, was originally signed up to compete, he will automatically receive a belt after everybody else is awarded their belt, respective belts, whatever belt is left. After everybody else gets theirs, Fonzie will get the one remaining belt that is left. So it's just to play a fair card. We do have six belts up for grabs. And of course, rather than, like I said, I, as, as always, I always like to be fair in all this here as well. All right, gentlemen, as I said, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds did pass along their predictions already here earlier here today. So now JD and John is now, we're now throwing it here to you. And, and of course, as you know, now officially there are nine matches with, of course, a very historic match that was, of course, made just earlier today, as a matter of fact. Um, of course, as this just this run us down here, uh, run this down here a little bit. Of course, this, match, this will take place in Saudi Arabia tomorrow afternoon here. Um, I will admit that I like the poster uh, here. Of course, obviously, showing pictures, of course, of Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury on the top. And on the bottom, I do see both Brock Lesnar and And we saw some intensity between uh, uh, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman earlier today, however, at the weigh-in, shall we say. Yeah, I saw saw the one for Brock and Kane. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Brock outweighs Kane by 36 pounds, but apparently that's not going to bother Kane Velasquez at all. It doesn't seem No, it does not seem that way at all. So 286, Kane Velasquez weighs two. So, but still, that's not a problem because Kane beat him. Are you kidding it. me? Are you kidding me right now? Okay, Are you well, kidding me? We'll get this started because Ponzi is talking. Uh, Are you kidding uh, me? You put no, I'm fucking not Harris? You put Harris in? No fucking call? And you gave up a two-run home run to take no. a lead? You serious, bro? Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Are you saying Washington just went ahead? Yes, three two. They bring freaking Harris. Where's Cole? Where's Cole? Oh my! Yeah. Yes, they did. You gotta be fucking. You gotta be fucking. The man who hurt. The man who hurt L.A. in Game Five in the earlier play part of the playoffs have now pulled the Nets ahead of run. Oh my, John! Now you've got to be happy. Well, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, we might have to, um, uh, and John says he's going to stay on the chat box for, of course, our predictions. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I'm hoping we can get to this and all because everybody just wants to talk right. about the World Series. Okay, thank you. And John says he's actually got some base. He actually, he's got some baseball news, too. John, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's get all, all out. Of the, uh, let's get all out of the, uh, all out, out of the open here. I know y'all excited, guys, but we got to focus on, of course, what I've got planned out here. You got what? Well, John, apparently, well, he was going to actually what you, JD, and you, Fonzie, just said a moment ago. So, so apparently, that was his news as well. So, okay. All right. Okay. All right. John's going to say in the chat box here, and JD, I'll start with you here. Start with you first. We're actually going to actually, even though this was the last match that was added. We're going to start with this one because, like I said, this was talked about here earlier today, and I already got set up in this particular order. So, uh, JD, we're going to start with this one here, of course. As uh, this this pay per view will mark another historic occasion as far as the women's division is concerned, is because the first ever match in Saudi Arabia will be taking place as Natalia 
will take on Lacey Evans. J.D., your thoughts first, please. And this is surprising when you think about these two, however, because these two have had quite the feud with each other the last few months, however, and I am surprised to say the least that they would go with this, however, out of all places, Saudi Arabia, however, I am shocked as hell that they actually decided to give the women finally a chance, but I heard they're going to be wearing some special outfits for this match, and not, uh, I mean, they're trying, they're definitely taking a precaution here, mind you, which is a smart thing to do when you think about it. Uh, Natty should win this match, however. I am tired of this feud, however. I don't know why we're even having this feud, however. In the first place, it just makes me scratch my head and wonder what the heck are they really trying to think, however. But, you know, if they want to try to make a statement here and uh, try to get the people entertained, however, I mean, you could have thought of a better match, I think. I'm going Natty. Like I said, I'm not entertained by this match at all. I mean, I don't know why they're even having it. It's ridiculous. And like I said, I guess you have to start small somehow and maybe see if the fans will respond with these two women fighting over in Saudi Arabia. This is the first time we're seeing these two fight on a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia because we saw the last time two women fight in a show was uh, (laughs) Sasha and Alexa in Abu Dhabi just a few years ago. Well, thank you, J.D. John says here, of course, congrats to both Lacey and Natalia being on the show. John says, you know, he does not like Lacey Evans. He does salute both of them for being all, being a part of this tomorrow, and he also is going with Natalia to to win the match. So there you go. Now we'll run down everybody's thoughts here about who they pick here after I get yours and John's predictions, JD. So just uh, sit tight. I know y'all want to hear what I have to say. All right, next one we're going to talk about here is the Big Ten Man Tag Team Match, pitting of course members of Team Hogan which, of course, consists of Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali, taking on members of Team Player, Randy Orton, Court Jester Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. Of course, all I'm asking for here is which team is going to win. That's all I'm asking. So, J.D., basically, which, uh, in your opinion, which team will pull off the win? Hogan's team. You're going to say Team Hogan, Okay. Okay, let's see what John has to say here. Uh, John, the 10-man tag, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. John is also going to take Team Hogan. So, Okay. All right, some pretty interesting one here so far. All right, next matchup we're talking about here, of course, one of the matches kind of hard over. I did, I did mention this a little while ago here. Of course, this is going to be a very unique match here indeed. Uh, as, of course, a one-on-one bout here pitting Braun Strowman versus boxing sensation Tyson Fury. J.D., your thoughts on this match, please. Braun. You're going to to say Braun. And let's see, John, your thoughts here on Strowman versus Fury. And John's also going to take Braun. Okay. All right. Next matchup here, of course, the other hyped-up matches is a singles match for the WWE title. Brock Lesnar is going to be defending against Cain Velasquez. Remember, as I said during the weigh-in they had earlier here today, they, of course, uh, Brock Lesnar outweighs Cain Velasquez by 36 pounds, 286 to 250. But apparently that's, not, that, that's, that's one thing. I'm sure, first off, it's probably furthest from Cain Velasquez's mind. And number two, he's not going to let that much of a, he's not going to let that disadvantage discourage him. 
from trying to take Brock Lesnar's head off tomorrow, which I think I, I think he should probably won't do, in my opinion. But that's what I'm going to say. JD, your thoughts on let Brock versus Kane? Who do I like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, okay. who, yeah, who, who, who thinks going to win the match? That's what I'm doing. Well, guess what? However, as I've, I, I'm going to have a major rant on this and get ready because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get very ugly. And no disrespect to Michelle, no disrespect to the Brock Lesnar fans, but you know I'm going to rant. Okay, Lesnar, you've had your fun this year. You've gotten basically your mouth all over Vince's grapefruits and also your manager's grapefruits by basically sucking them dry and playing basically one-handed ball. Because basically we know you're a big-time ball sucker. And a ball ass kisser at the same time. You love to kiss ass, however. You basically love to suck ass, however. And you basically give the term a meaning, however. Balls, a whole new meaning, however. Because basically when you do balls, however, you're only playing with one hand, however. Because your wife, obviously, however, being the horse stripper that she is, however, and the little bitch that she is, Sable, obviously, however, can't basically pleasure you with the other, however. Or basically, however, she just has found a way to basically blow everyone in the locker room, as we've seen that over the years. Having said that, what you have done to Ray Mysterio and his family, however, is absolutely despicable. Absolutely deplorable. Yeah, you think you're a tough guy, however, because you rough up Ray Mysterio's son. You think you're a tough guy because you can beat up a really good Hall of Fame legendary wrestler like Ray Mysterio. What have you done in the last couple of years that has made a statement? Brock. Oh, that's right, Howard. You basically sucked Vince McMahon off along with Triple H and his little wife Stephanie Howard. Should I say Triple H and Vince Howard? You haven't basically done it to Stephanie, but basically, you've basically, along with Paul Heyman, Howard, had your head up their ass, Howard, for the longest time, getting your way whenever you want, wherever you want. Enter Cain Velasquez, Howard, who is not here to play games, who is not here to fool around, and is going to take no shit by any means necessary. Nine years ago, he kicked your sorry ass and left a mark on you in the UFC. Do you remember that, Brock? Do you remember that quite well? I think everyone remembers that quite well. And guess what, however? Remember what he said a while back, however, by saying he could maybe do it again, however? Well, guess what, however? To quote the old phrase, however, from the movie Tombstone, you tell mom coming and hell's coming with me. Well, guess what, however? Hell has arrived, however, for you, Brock, and it's going to be coming upon you tenfold, my friend, because tomorrow Cain Velasquez is going to show absolutely no freaking mercy on you unless you find a way to basically blow Vince McMahon and Triple H in the locker room along with your little penguin pissant pompous ass manager, Paul Heyman, before you go out there and get your dough before you go back home with your whore, your whore wife and kids, however, count your little green for a few weeks until Survivor Series when you get a chance to compete again. Well, guess what, Brock? Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. You hear that, Brock? It sounds like your time is almost up. It was up before when Seth Rollins beat your sorry ass twice this year, and then you basically got your way in getting back to the championship, but you didn't hold it for very long, not did you, Brock? No, you didn't. You think now you're going to hold it again for a long time, and that no one's going to stop you. Well, guess what? Hear this again, Brock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. It means your time is up, my friend. And unless you find a way to get your way again, however, which you might very well get your way, however, because you obviously love to suck management's ass and kiss their ass and blow them at the same time, you're in for a rude awakening, my friend, come tomorrow afternoon in Saudi Arabia. So guess what? Get the bone saws ready. 
Get the blood money ready, however, because it's going to be spilled with red blood. And Brock, it's going to be your blood, however, that's going to be spewing in the desert, however. It's going to be squirted out, however. Should I say not squirted out? It's going to be opened up to the point that Cain Velasquez did nine years ago. Only this time he may not show any mercy on you this time, unless you find a way to show him no mercy. Like I said, this is a tough one for me to call. But you know what, Brock? You invaded a man's family, however, and you went too far, and you think you're so badass for doing so. Well, guess what, Brock? Playtime's over, bitch. Cain Velasquez is going to show you what Playtime's all about when he takes your head, rips it off, and spits down your throat and pitchforks it to death right in front of the desert people to see a King Fayad Stadium. You're a dead man as it is right now, so you better get a good night's sleep while you can because tomorrow, however, unless you find a way to get your way, as I said before, and find a way to retain that belt, your time is up. Cain Velasquez will destroy you. And he is going to destroy you. Cain Velasquez is going to be your new heavyweight champion. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But Michelle, again, I don't mean any disrespect to you, Brock Lesnar. I mean, like I said, we're all Brock Lesnar fans. Some of us are, some of us aren't. Like I said, I'm in the mixed minority of liking him and not liking him at times. But like I said, the clock is about midnight. And it means one thing. Time's up. And that too. But, that, but more so, two simple words. Time's up, Brock. And it will be up tomorrow night. When Cain Velasquez kicks your sorry ass all over Saudi Arabia. And ladies and gentlemen, that right there, that that like I said, you thought his icebreakers were tough. This right here was had much more intensity. And just in time here, of course, with Halloween, of course, coming up tomorrow there as well. Also, also we got John's we got we got John's thoughts and opinions here. Uh, and John says he hates as much as he hates to say it, he is actually going with Brock to retain. Trader. Okay, there we go with that again. Oh boy, now that's gonna be something. Okay, next matchup here, we've got of course, of course uh, Mansoor, who we've been we've been talking about here. Of course, a Saudi superstar, but I believe he's part of NXT as he's going to take on Cesaro. JD, your thoughts here on this match, please. Why they're burying Cesaro is beyond me, and it just amazes me that they haven't done anything with him for a while. Mansoor, of course, how we've seen him very little on television. Only on certain occasions we do see him in this type of environment, however. Um, Mansoor is a good... I mean, I did see a little bit of tape on the Mansoor match however, back in June, however. Cesaro definitely needs something to keep his career going, because right now he is floundering. And, you know, as Mansoor is the home favorite, however... If I'm Cesaro, I would just ask Vince to give me my pink slip right now. Let me just go to AEW. And I hope Cody would call him up soon and get his ass over there. Because I think he would be such a big, big plus to them. So you know what? I don't think Cesaro is staying much longer in WWE. I think right now at this point, I mean, why even stay? So you know what? I, as much as I like Cesaro, and I am a Cesaro mark, like Michelle is. And some of us are, and some of us aren't. I think Cesaro is going to end up on the short end of the stick again. And it's bullshit. So guess what? The next time you see Cesaro, however, could be, depending on when his contract's up, I'm telling you right now, if it's up before the end of this year, quote me on this right now. You're going to see Cesaro, depending on when his contract's up, either before the year's out or starting in the new decade and in the new year in one wrestling organization. And those three letters are simply put, A-E-W. So you're going with... Mansoor, because I think they're going to screw him again, and if I'm him, like I said, I, I, I would I like to see him just go up to Vince, sit in his space, or just tell Vince, give me my release right now, let me go. Because why am I staying in here and making me look like a jerk? 
And John's also going to agree with that. He's also going to take Mansoor to Mansoor. How do you pronounce his name? I want to call him Manosaur, so I don't know why. But Same. anyway, he's going to. Yeah, uh, calling him Man Whore. It's Man Whore. Well, come on, the man's from Saudi Arabia, man. Come on, come some stuff. Well, this guy is not a big guy by any means. I mean, six foot one ninety, but I mean, he's only. I mean, like we don't know how old he is, but like I said, he of course won the Battle Royal, of course, and uh, at Super Showdown, and of course, he made his debut back in uh, May, and that was the last time we saw him. Our on NXT UK losing to Travis Banks, believe it or not. Thank you there, thank you there, JD. Um, next match up here we'll talk about here is the tag team turmoil match. Nine teams taking part in this, of course. WWE World Cup it will be at stake. And then we're going to tell you the teams that are involved in this match. The New Day consisted of Big E and Kofi Kingston. I believe Xavier Woods is still out due to injury. The Viking Raiders, the current Raw Tag Team Champions. Heavy Machinery, the Lucha House Party. It could be either two out of the three here, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, and or Kalisto. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Dawson and Wilder, The Revival. The OC, Gals and Anderson. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, the B team, taking part in this. JD, welcome. Who do you think which team will pull the win off here? Uh, I'll say right now, however, I mean, I am tired of having the New Day get their opportunity time after time. Uh, the Viking Raiders are good enough on Raw as it is right now. I don't think they need another team. I'm surprised that you have no AOPP, however, Aikam and Rezar, with all their promos they've done over the last little while. I've entered their damn name into this damn tournament, which really surprises the hell out of me. Like I said, huh? Like I said, then you have uh, the revival, of course, and the Good Brothers. Of course, you have two guys who are Mr. Clean in this, and Carl Anderson, and of course uh, Scott Dawson, however, who uh, share the Mr. Clean look. However, uh, like I said, the heavy machinery. I am not a fan of uh, Otis and Tucker. I think they're absolutely a poor team in every sense of the word. I hate them. I can't stand them. It just makes me sick. Uh, so you know what? I'm going to go, I mean, as much as I, as I, I ripped on, ripped on Dawson and Dash earlier. You know what? They need this, I think, more than anything. Because right now, they're like, uh, also like Cesaro. They're hanging by the thread right now. I don't know how much longer we're going to keep them around. We'll have to wait and see what happens, however. So, you know what? I'm going to go with them, however. You're, you're going with? Dash and Dawson. The Revival, okay. All right. All right. And believe it or not, John is also <clears throat> that too, by the way. John is also going with the revival as well in this. <clears throat> okay, yeah, there you go. That belt box brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Uh, in the 12 ounce can, 20 ounce bottle, and two liter bottle, buy at your favorite store here today. It is Pepperlicious. <laughs> okay, next match up here is the Falls County Anywhere match for the Universal title. And, of course, the match cannot be stopped for any reason at all whatsoever. Seth Rollins will defend the title once again against the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. J.D., your thoughts here on this match? Bray needs this win after that very much disastrous Hell in a Cell encounter, however. If they don't make him, however, win this, however, and there's talk they might do a return match on Monday in Long Island, possibly, maybe, either in a dark match or somewhere in that area. I don't know what I've heard. I've heard different accounts. If they do not have him win this by any means necessary, then what is the point, Howard? I mean, who else is out there that could challenge him for that belt right now, referring to Rollins? Who's the only other person that could put a dent in the Rollins' plans, Howard, for that belt, Howard, maybe, and challenge him for that belt? 
I mean, I really don't know. I mean, could you do AJ Styles? Maybe Howard and make him a double champion? Could you maybe have Drew McIntyre? I don't know what you can do at this point. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But they're going to have to come up with something something quickly because right now Survivor Series is a month away and you don't know what they've got planned for Survivor Series with him yet. Plus TLC's at the end of the year. So they're going to have to end the year with something positive and have uh, Rollins take on somebody big, Howard. The question is, who will that be? We don't know yet, but time will tell. Having said that, you know what? I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. Bray needs this. I picked him last time, and I'm going to pick him again. I think this time you have to get the belt off of Rollins. You just have to. Okay. All right. And John here. And John is also going with Bray to pull off the win here as well. And let's see. Next matchup here that we have, of course, listed here. Of course, of course, the two other matches that was added here just recently – of course, both of them, these these next two matches are kind of tied in together here, folks. So listen, so so, so listen to, to this gentleman very very carefully here. <clears throat> Excuse me. A 20-man battle royal with the winner to face AJ Styles for the U.S. title. And of course, that mat, that match with the U.S. title will also take place on the same show tomorrow. Let me tell you, the 20 men that will be taking part in this battle royal, it will be Sunil Singh, Mojo Raleigh, Eric Rowan. R-Truth, Sin Cara, Brian Kendrick, Titus O'Neil, Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, Andrade, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Luke Harper, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, Alberto Carrillo, and No Way Jose. Uh, JD, um, and of course, I'm going to go ahead and tie in, of course, the next match, which, of course, like I said, the winner of this will face AJ Styles for the U.S. title. Um, and, of course, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm treating it, though, as two separate matches here, gentlemen. I will go ahead and let you know about that. So, having said that, J.D., first off, who do you think will win the Battle Royal? And, and between your winner and A.J. Styles, who do you think will win that match for the U.S. title? You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say a Paul Cruz wins the you know, Battle Royal. I think a Paul Cruz is getting so overlooked it's not even funny. And as far as A.J. and Apollo... You know what? I want to say a Paul Cruz keeps the momentum going. I think a Paul Cruz needs to get some type of belt because right now, I mean, what have they done with him? They haven't done really anything with him for a while. So I'm going to say that is my pick, however. Okay. And and John is picking, I actually believe it or not, he's picking the man that faced AJ, I think, this past Monday night on Berto Carrillo to uh, face AJ good for pick, the U.S. Pick. And also, but, but John feels that AJ will once again retain that title. Okay, gentlemen, we've got all your predictions in. Let's go ahead and we'll do a review of, of course, who, um, as far as, of course, who everyone has picked. And, and of course, I now bring in predictions from Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds for this. Okay. As far as Natalia versus Lacey Evans, Everybody except Michelle said that Natalia is going to win this. Michelle believes Lacey Evans is going to pull the win off here. Traitor. <clears throat> and JD, uh, uh, oh boy, she heard you say that, man. Boy, you wouldn't have a head. You better watch what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Next matchup here to this 10 man tag. off the fucking bar. Jeez, it's ruined every fucking thing. Sorry. Okay, okay. The 10-man tag here. You can tell Fonty's also very excited about the game here as well, folks. Um, the 10-man tag team match between Team Hogan and Team Flair. Everybody is choosing Team Hogan to pull off the win here. So that's one even right there. Okay. As for Braun Strowman versus 
Uh, Tyson Fuel. Whoa. Everybody except Ann is choosing Braun Strowman. Ann is actually choosing Tyson Fury. Good choice. Not bad pick, Ann. Uh, the WWE title match here. Uh, kind of kind of mixed up on a little bit. Bobby, JD, and Ann feel that Cain Velasquez is going to win, while John and Michelle feel that Brock Lesnar is going to retain the belt. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you better watch it, man. You want to head tomorrow. You better be. Okay. You won't. You won't hit. Oh God, that's a. <laughs> that sounded bad. That sounded so wrong. I know. Of course, Everybody except Michelle feels that Mansoor is going to win that match. Michelle believes Cesaro is going to win that match. Okay. The tag team tournament match. And let me go ahead and run this down here. Bobby feels that Heavy Machinery is going to pull off a win here in this. JD, you and John both picked a revival. Anne believes that the New Day is going to pull the win off. Michelle believes it will be Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode that pull off the win in that. So. It is, it is at all. It is, it is possible. It's a mixed bag. I mean, everyone's got a mixed bag so far here tonight. Indeed. The Universal title match here. Uh, everybody, let's see, Bobby, Bobby, Ann, and Michelle feel that Seth Rollins is going to retain. JDU and John feel that Bray Wyatt is going to pull it off. Uh, the Battle Royal and, of course, the U.S. title match here, of course, which is both kind of intertwined here. I'll go ahead and mention, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention this. Bobby feels that No Way Jose is going to pull Wall for win in the Battle Royal. Okay, Bobby. That's a good pick. And, and, but he feels that AJ is going to retain the U.S. title. J.D., you feel that will be Apollo Crews, and you feel Apollo Crews is going to pick up the U.S. title. John picked Umberto Carrillo to win the Battle Royal, but he picks AJ to retain. Anne feels that it will be Mojo Rawley, and she also feels that Mojo Rawley will win the U.S. title. And Michelle feels that it will be Andrade, and Andrade will pick up. I was world. almost going to go with Andrade, too. Michelle Nile, Michelle had my second pick going because I was torn between him and my original pick and Andrade. I couldn't decide between him and Andrade. So there, so there you have so it. You know, why, you know why Andrade is going to win? Because of Selena. Yep, that's all. That's what it She's, is. Wait a minute, you're going to let her over, that, over there, too? They might. They might. Hey, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard, but well, they I mean, might. I mean, they might. Got, not gonna let them, I mean, maybe if they do, because like I said, she's not wrestling. She's just managing. Yeah. So. so I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I if, if they if they let if they let her over there, it's gonna be shocking. But I mean, it would yeah, surprise me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'd be shocking if they do. But anyway, here, let me go ahead and announce the six belts that will be up for contention. The WWUS Crown Jewel Championship, the WWUS Border City Championship, the NWA US Halloween Havoc Championship, the ECWUS Barely Legal Championship. Of course, as we all know, JD has always been barely legal. I don't know why, but he is. Star K Championship. And the NJPWS Wrestle Kingdom Championship. Of course, as we said, the stipulations here are pure and simple. Of course, uh, of course, the one with the most predictions, of course, and then JD and John is painted because Fonzie just just let this last some gas. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the one with the most points, of course, after all this takes place, will be the first one to choose who, which belt they will go, which belt they want. 
And after everybody chooses whichever belt is left, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie will get the last belt remaining. Regardless of whatever it is, Fonzie will take the last belt. So let's say we have six belts up for grabs here. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of our prediction title challenges, I will go ahead and keep everybody informed that, of course, on November, of course, November the 9th, we have, of course, the next AEW pay-per-view coming up. And I will tell you whomever is involved with that, which I do believe uh, JD has stepped up to it. I think uh, John has stepped up to it. I think Michelle has stepped up to it. And I've even said that Danny has still also stepped into it as well. I'm, I'm not sure about Ann. I'll have to find out from her. Fonzie has said he's not going to take part in it. So we may we may have right now, probably as we see, four people taking part. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to Bobby and see if he's going to be taking a part in this as well. But right now we have not heard anything from the other than, like I said, J.D., John, Michelle, and will be taking part in this. There may only be four belts up. But regardless of how many belts, of course, we'll have up for grabs here. All of them will be, since we have some new ones that just popped up, it will be all AEWS Trivia Championship belts. So to make it only fair. So there you go. Okay, gentlemen. Um, hmm, let's 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 see here. Uh, let's see here before we before we conclude here. Let me go ahead and mention here to you, of course, tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack, our <clears throat> live video feed will be from DXUS. Are you ready? News and views, history and birthdays. We'll talk about the aftermath, of course, of Crown Jewel. We will also, of course, talk about the advice, thoughts, and opinions, of course, as far as AEW and NXT goes. Uh, and and uh, I know that everybody will definitely have something to say about about, like I said, all of the about all the um, um, all the matches at Crown Jewel. Of course, also tonight from AEW and NXT. Plus, <clears throat> plus also. Uh, be sure, to, like I said, we'll have some wrestling extras here along the way. So be sure to check that out. One three eight five two one pound coming up here, of course, tomorrow evening. Also, don't forget Revolution this Friday night from nine to eleven. One three eight zero five five pound. Our live video feed will be from WWS Nitro Thunder. News and views, history and birthdays. Also, uh, we'll hope to hear from Michelle and Danny to see if they've gotten they want to leave any takes at all as far as, of course, Raw. Uh, uh, of course, SmackDown going on tomorrow, uh, probably Friday night. Also, of course, NXT, AEW, of course, Crown Jewel. Uh, so we'll have to, uh, and so we'll, and of course, what everybody else will have to say about, of course, <clears throat> but we'll have, of course, a dynamite show, of course, this Friday night. Of course, 138055 pound. Be sure to check us out there. One quick thing, that was one thing I wanted to mention too. I just reminded myself of this. Um, and John's already, and John says he is going to head out to watch the remainder of the World Series back home with us here tomorrow. But uh, I'll get his take on I'll get his take on this on Wolfpack tomorrow night. But JD and Fonzie, let me get your let me get an early prediction here. Your thoughts on on maybe one or two things that might take place on SmackDown Friday night. JD, I will start with you. Well, we know obviously how we're going to see. When they get back from Saudi Arabia late tomorrow into Friday morning, we have already heard that Roman Reigns will be taking on Clonjester, Coxstein, Baron Boyne Bland, Wedding Singer, Bald Headed, Lex Luthor Wannabe, Wedding Vest Wearing, Bartender Wearing, Corbin. And then, of course, we have also heard that Bray Wyatt, however, will be the guest tower in Miz TV. So you can only imagine what's going to happen, however, if you will, 
ladies and gentlemen, how that should be a very good show. And I will ask you a question before we get to Fonzie's question. Tom, I see very quickly, we heard the announcement tonight about the women doing war games coming up in Chicago in less than three and a half weeks from now with the list of who will be competing. What are your thoughts about the women's first ever war games now? Well, this, as I as I mentioned before, with of course uh, the, the first women's match to happen at Crown Jewel tomorrow. I mean, the women's division in overall in WWE, regardless of what of what part of WWE it is, it, the women's division is definitely taking the humongous step towards you know in in wrestling history. They're they're trying to cement their place in wrestling history that was started by so many of your great talents from a long time ago. And I think that this is another huge, huge leap, another monumental monumental step here, of course, like I said, in the women's division. And, of course, if the men, if the men can get brutal, I think the women can possibly get twice as brutal. So it ought to be, it ought to be a, very, a, very, a very unique matchup here come, coming up here. Um, Coming up now, is this the NXT, is this the event before Survivor Series? Yes, this will be the night before Survivor Series on Saturday, November twenty third, from the uh, I just said a second ago there the Rosemont Arena. And like we said tonight, our we have Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, like I said, Jasmine Duke, Marina Shafir or just the list of people who will be competing. Like I said, we could have two matches already listed, however. I mean, we could have a five-on-five or a four-on-four match, however, with uh, the men. Like I said, however, the Undisputed Era, Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, Strong, and possibly Finn Balor, taking on Gargano, Chiapa, possibly the Velveteen Dream, Keith Lee, maybe, possibly. Just some of the people are going to be into this thing. Like I said, we already know, like I said, the women have already been announced tonight. And that's going to be crazy. I mean, it's it's going to be very, very interesting what happens in the next few weeks. We already know that next week, how we got one big match coming up on NXT UK next week, however, which is, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, who was it? Pete Dunne versus uh, Damian Priest. But also next week, however, talk about go-home shows, next week we got AEW in Charlotte at the Bojangles Coliseum three days before the show in Baltimore. And after what we saw tonight with the announcement of SCU, the new tag champs, what Cody Rhodes, however, went through tonight with his brother, however, along with MJF, you know that Cody wanted a piece of Jericho's hide, and they were ready to take a swing at each other during the contract signing tonight. We saw what the inner circle did to Dustin Rhodes. You imagine Cody, MJF, Howard, and company are all ready to get a hold of Jericho. The young, uh, the uh, Santana Ortiz, however, whatever they're called now, Jericho, the, the, like I said, however, uh, Jericho's faction, the inner circle, and the Rhodes... Uh, Boys, how along with MJF, how are ready to wage war right before AEW's uh, big pay-per-view, along with Pac and possibly uh, Page. You got Omega and Moxley. I mean, next week is going to be a hellacious show in Charlotte, to say the least. And they, I, I couldn't agree more, JD. I could not agree more at all. One so we're definitely going to be watching out for this very, very carefully. Uh, thank you very much, for JD. Fonzie, any early predictions as, as what you think is going to take place on SmackDown on Friday? Mm. Nah. Okay. All right. Well, as I always say, of course, we we'll have to wait and see what, of course, what happens. Of course, when SmackDown comes on uh, eight o'clock, 
correct on Fox? Is that correct? It's not down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Th 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 thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, we'll get. Well, we will, of course, like I said, uh, be keeping track of that this coming Friday night on Revolution, and getting everybody's take, of course. Um, as far as as far as, of course, uh, the the what what took place, and I'm sure JD will also get will get everyone's opinions about it, of course, next Monday, of course, on Raw Radio. Oh, yes, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, indeed. Also, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of quick plugs I will mention here, and I'm going to throw it out here to, of course, of course, JD knows all about it. Fonzie, I'll mention it here again to you as well. Of course, I've emphasized it many, many times. Bulldog DVD sells a variety, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sells variety. Of course, uh, of course, uh, big inventory, of course, here getting bigger and bigger by the day, here, folks. More and more lists being added on. Some big, big time, some interesting movies here. Uh, also, also like TV, different TV series on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, of course, music DVDs, sports DVDs, uh, wrestling DVDs, um, including some WrestleManias. So I'm sure everybody would definitely would love to get their hands on some some WrestleManias as well. Also, of course, <clears throat> also like I said, more to be added on here. Of course, more to be added on here very very soon. Of course, I, as I did emphasize here before, and of course, JD did bring to our attention, of course, the recent passing of one of the of one of the gentlemen in the, from the movie Friday, Mr. John Witherspoon. We do have, of course, the movie Friday now available among our inventory, and of course, that one plus so many other DVDs, of course, po posted on the page, regardless of single or multiple disc sets, all throughout the end of the year, ladies and gentlemen, are worth one dollar. Yes, right, ladies and gentlemen, I mean it. I mean one dollar. I can. I cannot stress that. And by that the way, enough. guys, if you get a chance also, this is a big plug too, ladies and gentlemen. Check out John's new Facebook page, the John Gross Sports and Wrestling Incorporated face on Facebook. Are. Tell him JD sent you. will definitely enjoy it. Yes, indeed. Definitely check out that page here, folks. Like I said, just getting started here today. Uh, of course, some very interesting polls and everything like that. Of course, talking about sports, wrestling, of course, everything. Of course, everyone loves to talk about here. Be sure to check out that page here today. Also, of course, don't forget, once again, Bulldog DVD sells a variety. Uh, as we said, of course, you can take a You fucked up. No, I didn't. Sorry. No. no, 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 no. I was saying the Astro manager. He fucked up. Okay. Well, anyway, like I said, Bulldog DVD sells a variety. We take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection indeed. Of course, JD knows all this. Like we said, all too well. Of course, you know, earlier this summer, he of course purchased five of them, and so, like I said, he and he of course has thoroughly enjoyed every single one of them. And I'm sure, but JD, when you have an opportunity, you still pop one and watch it. So, but um, and I'm sure JD heard me, but I don't know if he actually. Okay. Anyway, be sure to check that out. Check that out here today in Fonzie. Definitely get on there, man, and take a look at what we got. You'll, you'll uh, you will love what we got on there. You'll be surprised as what I got on that page. So <clears throat> be sure to check that all out. Here. Uh, JD, find anything else y'all wish to add before we close up shop here for the evening? Well, once again, AEW and NXT uh, hit a home run tonight. And speaking of home runs, it looks like. We're not that far away from the biggest home run of them all and the biggest story of the year coming to an end. However, I mean, if it all holds true, and it looks like it could hold true right now, we're in the top of the eighth inning. 
less than in any way, however, I mean, just when the Nats thought they had everything, you know, the Astros had things in control, however, I almost said Nats, I meant to say the Astros had things in control, Howie Kendrick delivers the biggest blow of them all, and now it looks like the Washington Nationals could be celebrating like 1924 for the first time in literally, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me pull up my calculator here. I'll tell you when. I think it's 95. I just want to double check here to be sure. Yes, they could be celebrating for the first time in 95 years, ladies and gentlemen. The curse of the city of Washington could be over within a short time and now could be crowned baseball's world champions. If that is the case, however, Rendon should be the MVP. I mean, even though Scherzer didn't pitch a bad game tonight, the Nats never say die attitude. It seems like has been their model this whole postseason. Uh, a good season by the Astros, how you can't take it away from them, but it was destiny to be the Nats season, and it looks like now the Nats are on the verge of possibly knocking in the door right now. And, John, I will tip my cap to your boys. Congratulations. What a hell of a run they have had. And uh, let's get ready for Crown Jewel tomorrow. Let's hope it's a good show, but right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not a great show tomorrow. We'll keep you updated throughout the day. Yes, indeed. And, of course, as we said, of course, last night, going into Crown Jewel, that, of course, Monday Night Raw this past Monday was not a banner a banner show, as, as, as of course, the case it always is for Monday Night Raw. So, like I said, they better hope they're coming up with a miracle to keep, to, to, of course, to, 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 to keep their momentum going. Because if they don't, like we, it's like we said, they're going to be, they're going to start, to start digging their own grave, ladies and gentlemen, because that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much what has been going on here for quite some time. And so we're going to have to just, just as JD said, we hope it is a good one, but of course, you can't put it past WWE if it's not. So there you go. On that note here, folks, we thank you very much for listening to episode 747 of Revolution. Uh, tonight, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, I wish to thank the Ice Manager, D. Geralmo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for joining me here tonight. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies for, of course, for once again, uh, we did get a little bit more of the video from uh, NXT US, the future generation. Unfortunately, of course, the video did not last, did not, once again, still uh, went out on us midway through the show, and I apologize about that again to anyone that was making any attempt to, to, to join us from there. But we will try again a little bit later on here. Hopefully we try to find out what the problem is with why, of course, uh, the video is not working that well with NXT US. But of course, we'll we'll keep you up and under wraps here for that. <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution Episode 747 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, Wolfpack, of course, live video feed from DXUS. Are you ready? News and views, history and birthdays, of course, our thoughts by AEW and NXT, plus also a rundown of what, of course, what took place with Crown Jewel tomorrow. We'll definitely bring all that here to you. And, of course, I will have updates as, of course, who, of course, took, who officially won our prediction title challenge. And, of course, we'll have a lot more fun here, of course, tomorrow, tomorrow night, of course, at 9 o'clock, 138, pounds. Be sure to listen to us to hear for that. <clears throat> Revolution episode 747 is a broadcast of the, the WSWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. As I said, we are four years older, continuing to be bolder. Radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. <clears throat> Remember to take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. And as always, here in the WSWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, God bless. 
And of course, since 2015, your source for everything I got pro wrestling. Ready to go to close this out. Thank you very much. Your, your source for everything pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is the WWS Radio Network. And here's the Iceman with our closing theme. I will return to end it shortly. Also, our thoughts and prayers to one and only Mr. John Witherspoon. This is Revolution 747. This is the WWS Radio Network. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you and good night. We'll talk at you tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Take care and God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.